Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. And now, here's your host, William Powell. The king of DC media. What's up, my dear listeners? Welcome to another sizzling episode of the Inside Acting Radio Show on a warm summer night. Tonight, my guest is actor-writer Adi Muhammad, who is also the president and CEO of Black Carpet Productions. He's got many projects he's working on, and he's got a lot to say about the business side of show business. I see he's on the line. Let me bring him on the air. Good evening. Hey, William. How are you? Great, great, man. Glad to have you back on the show again. Man, it's always a pleasure being on your show, William. Awesome. (laughs) That's right. That's right. And it's always a pleasure to have you as a guest. So, you know, i got to ask you about this Capital Friends show uh, that you've got coming up. So talk about who you play in that one. Oh, man. In the um, Capital Friends Festival, and for those who don't know, the Capital Friends Festival is an arts organization in D.C. that's focused on expanding audiences' appetites for independent uh, works of theater, music, and art. In this particular instance, I'm in this play called The Hero's Tale, which was written by Cheryl Butler Poole and directed by her husband, Gregory Poole. Um, the hero's tale, I play an interesting character named Swade. Swade is a despicable character. I'm not going to tell you why, but it's an interesting story of the friendship of uh, three guys, and it has a lot of little twists and turns. It's a little humor, but it's a very serious um Subjects being explored in the hero's tale. I think you'll find it really, really interesting and entertaining. Yeah, the pools have been around a while. I know that that plays. Uh, I think they did it at Greenbelt Arts Center. Uh, it takes place in D.C. That that one's been around a while. Oh yeah, yeah. I actually am uh, reprising the role of Swade because the last three years. Or so I hadn't uh, I haven't been able to actually be in the performance because of my other activities with Black Carpet Productions and television and movies. But um, when I talked to Greg this past uh, earlier in the year, and he asked me to do it, I was more than happy. It's one of my favorite roles, believe it or not. Okay, that's going to be a good one. That's going to be a good one. So, you know, Adib, uh, I gave you that, that title, The Theater Warrior. So <laughs> all the, of all the plays you've done, what would you say are your top three, your, your top three favorite roles? Wow, William. <laughs> okay. Sway, I would have to say that Suede is one of them. Okay. Um, 
Cat Daddy uh, from the play He's Not Your Soulmate. That's another uh, favorite. And I think, um, wow, it's been, I've been in so many plays, man. Uh, wow. Let me see. I think Pastor Reed from um, okay. Eight Parts of Life. That's one of my favorite roles as well. Um, I like roles that are exceptionally challenging for me. Uh, and I think those particular three roles, even though Cat Daddy, in a sense, you wouldn't think off the top hearing the name Cat Daddy, but because of the, the change that the character went through from being Cat Daddy to becoming the the well-rounded spiritual Christian man that he became in the play, it's a really good play. Man, that's great. That's great. I'm going to switch to film. So now you're in this film, man. Uh Water with a slice of lemon, and I, I well actually, uh, yeah, but I'm not in that one, uh, William. You see me on the set because my company did the casting, and I kind of, I guess, I would function in, in any way with water with a slice of lemon would be uh, from being um, involved in the casting, even though my casting director and, and actually the VP of my company, uh, Joycelyn Falamola, whom you know very well. Uh, she's actually the casting director for Water with a Slice of Lemon. So you see my face, but I'm not actually in the movie. But that's going to be a phenomenal movie. Water with a Slice of Lemon is uh, Randall Lawrence Films, starring uh, Randall Lawrence, Gil Nelson, and Donnell Dupree from The Wire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a heist film, and it, that 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 trailer was dynamite. I mean, the the music. Oh and yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm of course associated with it, but unfortunately, I'm not in this one. I'll be in um, Second Chance Redemption, which is another Randall Lawrence films. The sequel to Second go. Chance. Mm-hmm. Awesome, yeah. Second Chance was great. So now you got this film here, His Fire, My Faith. Now, how'd you get involved yeah. in that one? Well, His Fire, My Faith is actually a uh, television series. Uh, directed by Kazar Coleman. He's actually the uh, producer from Kazar Entertainment. Um, and it has such awesome uh, talents in it. In this particular project, I played a father to the main character, and it's going to be really, really good. Um, I don't want to give you too much of the story because we just started filming not too long ago. So it probably won't be out till later on in the year or next year. But it's, I think it's a fantastic project. Kazar is a phenomenal uh, director, and some of the people that's in it is going to be really good. Um, I'm also, uh, since you mentioned some projects, um, I currently did a, uh, what they call it, uh, I'm also in the cast of the movie or it's another Amazon series called Loyal and Trust um, from Gil and Pam Nelson of Timeless Entertainment. So to be honest, uh, William, this is a very interesting year for me. Um, I just recently did the um, Black Theater and Arts Festival, and I participated in the reading of a, a great work called Never Letting Go, which was written by Steve Langley, who is, by the way, one of the characters in the uh, hero's tale. 
and it had a phenomenal cast in that reading. Uh, Americus Adams, Fred Nardo Davis, Bryce Monroe, uh, Ernest and Dante Pettit home. These actors are amazing. They're talking about, uh, we're actually going to engage in the conversation about maybe Black Carpet Production uh, producing a full-fledged stage play of Never Letting Go. Great, great, great work. I played the father of a... Um, um, now I can't tell you that or I'll tell you too much of the plot. I played a dad who found out some information that he wasn't aware of and there was some some real emotional things going on in there. It does address the struggles and the challenges of uh African American males during the uh, age crisis. So it's kind of got a little interesting twist to it. Fantastic, fantastic. That sounds mm-hmm. like an emotional piece. So now you talked about black carpet productions now, you, you guys help out playwrights and actors, you know, get out there and get their work out there. So talk a little bit more about how how playwrights how and we actors do that. can get involved. Well, um, when we first started Black Carpet Productions, I uh, started Black Carpet Productions for the express purpose of helping up-and-coming uh, playwrights get their plays performed on stage. Now, over the years, you know, we've been kind of successful in doing that with several playwrights, new works and older works. Uh, you know, as you know, I've co-produced several plays, produced a couple. Um, but when I made the transition to film and television, that opened up uh, a whole new way of opening doors for actors and writers. Because um, as an actor myself, but also an entrepreneur, um, I was told by one of my instructors, uh, John Pilato, with whom you are very familiar, mm-hmm. that as an actor, the only way I could absolutely ensure my success in this business was to not only be in front of the camera, but also be very cognizant and have an in-depth understanding of the business and create opportunities for not only myself, but for other people. And that kind of, yeah. it kind of sunk in. And being the entrepreneur that I was, because as you know, I didn't start acting until I was 50. So I was already a grown <laughs> entrepreneur from, came out of technology um, businesses and pro- providing products and services to Fortune 500 and Fortune 1000 companies and agencies. So I just kind of got really deep into the business. And believe me, I love acting. I love being on the stage. That's my first love. And I've grown to love film. But that entrepreneur part of me, it it just, it's a great feeling to be a part of someone else's vision and someone else's helping someone manifest their dream. It's nothing like that, you know? Because as you know by the, by the book, by the book that I co-authored, uh, Masters of Success, and Creating the Current, um, part of that is that I believe your success is that you identify something that you're passionate about that helps and serves and benefits other people, and your success is ensured. So that's where I'm coming from. So Black Carpet is in the business of uh, creating non uh, creating films now. We're, in fact, engaged in our first film coming from Black Carpet Productions, which is called The Moment in Space, which is written by Charmaine Carter. 
uh, executive produced by um, Joyce Lean, starring Tiana Woods and Malachi Malik. And it's actually, you know, Scott Midget, right? This is uh, his directorial debut. Okay. <laughs> so, so I think that's going to be a very interesting um, project. That's something that we'll be submitting to uh, the NASA Houston uh, Film Festival. So that should be oh, interesting. Oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, yeah, uh, you know, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. You know, uh, so, you know, looking forward in the, in the future, I mean, you know, if resources were no object, what are some of the kind of films you could see yourself producing? Oh, my goodness. Um, resources is not being <laughs> an issue. Um, I really <laughs> like to stay – I really like to stay with what Black Carpet Productions was in, originally intended to do. We not only want to help up-and-coming playwrights in terms of getting their plays staged and now screenwriters in terms of getting their movies uh, done, is we want to always deal with subjects that have some type of uh, substantive meaning and an underlying message to it without being... Um, overbearing, but something that people will actually find interesting, um, that they find entertaining, but most of all, that they walk away from the theater having felt something and being stimulated in some uh, intellectual, emotional way. Yeah. Did that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, That's what it's all about. Yeah. So with that being said, and we we're actually um I can see us expanding over the next few years to do um even not only adventures and and uh, action movies but also some real family type movies particularly movies that speak to the to um the African American experience not that we're going to be just totally um lack diversity in any way but I want to speak to um I want to deal with a lot of playwrights who tell an our story cuz in a way Hollywood doesn't tell our story without sensationalizing different elements of it I think I I want to get into um stories that are written that the entire family can go to see and sit down and enjoy Yeah Absolutely, absolutely. One of those films that come to mind is uh, something I thought was an excellent film, uh, Hidden Figures, was just this oh, yeah. is just inspiring. It was, it was. And Taraji and Mashallah Ali, and they just, the cast did a wonderful job. I mean, it was amazing. Hidden Figures was a gem. It definitely was. Absolutely, absolutely. So now talk about uh, some of the best practices that that performers out here uh, need to practice as far as distribution and financing. You know, that's a big part of the, the business. So what, what's some ways they can get you better at that? It sounds like you saw my post, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> you saw my post. Well, let me put, just put it like this. When when you think in terms of making films, period, particularly as an independent filmmaker, and being an independent filmmaker is defined by those people who make films that do not have Hollywood backing. The biggest and most challenging obstacles that we face is, one, 
financing and the other distribution. Now, alleviating the challenge of financing has a great deal to do with how much you understand about how important it is that you have a very, very good story, that your script is tight, and that you know how to approach the financing model. And, of course, distribution is lends back to your understanding of how projects are distributed, knowing the difference between the theatrical window and the video-on-demand window and the DVD and Blu-ray window. And all of these understanding the domestic market as, as, it, as opposed to the foreign market and just understanding how your project is acquired. And all of these things come together in terms of you as a filmmaker approaching making your film um, that begins with how good your script is and how complete your script is. Because in order for one of the elements of financing is you have to have a very good script and you have to have an in-depth understanding of how to analyze your script and what components are in that script that lend to how much money you'll need and, well, basically what your budget is. You know, and that's when it, when you get into the realm of serious, serious filmmaking, because you first um, create the product, which is your film, and then you get a deal. <laughs> you know what I mean? But the thing is, yeah. when you get it, you need to know how to approach getting a deal, and you got to know what what getting a deal really is. You know, so and all of that are elements of business that has nothing to do with the art of it all. It has to do with understanding the business. And what we would like to do, um, Black Carpet Productions and my other partners, because I do have other partners, and what we want to do, particularly with filmmakers from this area. Now, there are a few filmmakers that already know the game, if you will, but there are a lot that don't. So we want to sit down in a room with a few filmmakers and share some resources that we currently have. Last year was a great year for uh, Black Copper Production. It was an amazing year. And we are so, so thankful for our partners who have helped us elevate to a whole new level. And as a native Washingtonian, I am personally obligated to share with my area this opportunity. That's great, man. It's all about education and learning and getting better at your craft, which leads me to ask you about uh, some of these websites they have out here, like uh, webfilmschool.com and, and uh, Masterclass and all these things. What's your mm-hmm. opinion of online classes? I think they are absolutely invaluable, particularly if you are – wishing to broaden your understanding of the entire business. Um, People have their different opinions about how this particular class helps them or don't help them, but this is the fundamental reality of success in any area and arena, in my opinion, is that Uh in order for you to be successful in any endeavor, you don't really have to reinvent the wheel and you don't have to fly blind. What you do, yeah. you do your due, you do your due diligence. Your due diligence encompasses you going to these various websites, seeing what information they do provide, and if it's um, reasonably 
available to you, meaning if it don't cost too much outside of your budget, or if you take it from consideration that all you're doing is investing in yourself. The more information that you have coming from some of the leading um, providers of information, like I noticed um, you put up a post earlier about Kevin Spacey's master class. Well, yeah. I took that master class. Um, I still have that master class available to me. And I, I took it maybe two years ago when it first came out, however long ago when it first came out. And then Dustin Hoffman came out with one. Um, so the reality is the information that was provided in that class did contribute to my overall knowledge and my overall application of acting as an art form. And learning from someone like Kevin Spacey was invaluable to my personal growth. His information, what he shared and how he shared it was invaluable. And and I'm currently an acting coach and teacher myself. So now part of um, how I do what I do he he impacted that because his information was phenomenal, in my opinion. Plus, I got great respect for Kevin Spacey as an actor and a producer. Yeah, so I right. would say, mm-hmm, yeah. um, Dove Simmons. Um, you familiar with Dove Simmons? Dove Simmons, that's Look. the uh, film film school that Quentin Tarantino, Robert Rodriguez. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You told me about Queen that. Queen Latifah, yeah, Will Smith. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Christopher Nolan from Batman. Um, uh-huh. uh, Quentin Tarantino went took uh, Dove Simon's course before he did Reservoir Dogs. And wow. it was invaluable to his understanding of the business. Um, needless to say, I took Dove Simon's course a couple of years ago. And I'm actually um, uh, refreshing my understanding of the whole business through his course today as we speak. Um, it was invaluable to my understanding of the business and how to make a feature film and identify a deal, do all these things that attribute to you becoming, um, getting distribution and just understanding the process from script to um, script development to pre-production and production, and then post. And then the biggest thing is understanding how to uh, publicize your film, even before it's completed, actually, to begin the buzz. I mean, there are a lot of things that you do as it relates to business that attribute to the success of your film if you want to move to the next level. Yeah. Okay, man. We're gonna we're gonna expand on that uh, a little more about teaching and all this, but I think we have a uh, might have a caller here for question. Okay, so uh, this is uh, I don't have a screener, but uh, number two eight six, number two eight six. I'm gonna bring you on the air and uh, see if you have a question. So, two eight six. Mr. Muhammad is on. Yes, sir. I'm glad yeah. Mr. Mohammed is on. It's very interesting to hear him talk about um, this production company and breaking down scripts and uh, independent film. And I believe myself that independent films have a lot more heart than the films that are made in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And um, when you're breaking down a script yourself, do you see yourself pulling out parts after it's already done? because it, it takes away from the meaning of the film, because uh, I myself was worried about doing scripts, but I, I understand you're into producing heavily 
And I also wanted to ask you if you see yourself directing any of your any of your projects for maybe in the well, future. Well, probably uh, I see myself directing uh, projects in the future. Um, when I first was introduced to independent filmmaking uh, outside of being in front of the camera, um, a couple of my associates here in D.C., uh, Anthony Commodore from Malacom Productions and my main man, Mitch Creedle from um, Cradle Rock. Oh, yes. I That's know. when I, I first... I've heard it. Yeah, that was my first um, uh, moving into having the opportunity to learn uh, composition and and looking through the camera and seeing what I wanted to see. Because I, I was fortunate enough to work with Commodore and Mitch for a couple years, and, and then Commodore suggested that I had a knack for directing, and he he told me, he said, man, ask Mitch, can you direct his film, The Last Beating, which was a piece on domestic violence. So I ended up, if you watch that movie online, um, you can pull it up on YouTube. It's called The Last Beating by Mitch Credo. I actually directed that film. Wow, that's amazing, because I wanted, uh, I wanted to check out um, Black Coffee Productions, too, but um, as you know, like, any film that has heart, a, a thousand different things have to fall into place for something to come mm-hmm. out right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you, you brought up Reservoir Dogs, and that's what really got me into movies itself, because I thought that had a lot of heart. Yes, it did. And then yeah. Powell brought up uh, The Heath Lake, and I was thinking about dialogue, and how it's mm-hmm. going to pop, and to me, that, the dialogue in that film is like a chess game. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, awesome. Samuel L. Jackson is one of my favorite actors, and he's been with Tarantino since the beginning. And that's uh, the thing, man, that's the thing. Black trick. You know <laughs> what I mean? But uh, I, I, I think you're highly intelligent. I appreciate you taking my call, and, and thank you very much. For man, I think I appreciate your call, man. And uh, yeah, my name, you my know. name is Thomas. Thank you very much. Ah, uh, you on Facebook? Uh, yes, I'm. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, well, look me up, man. Call Connect with me. Become a friend, man. Adib Abdullah Muhammad. You got it. Thank you very much, Mr. Muhammad. I appreciate it. Thank you, Mr. Powell. All right, thank you. Okay, Thomas. Okay, fantastic. Okay, so Adib, so uh, we were talking about uh, this whole thing about acting and, and, and education. So now you teach acting. Man, you got to tell me, what are some of your methods that you use to teach actors? Oh, man. <laughs> One of the things that um, I focus on in my class initially is understanding as an actor how important it is that you hone in your craft and you work on your craft from the standpoint of understanding script analysis, which will lend to your understanding the story that you're in and understanding character development so you can place yourself realistically in the world of the writer as written. But understanding the business, because in my way of thinking, your why you acting will make you a better actor if you, in fact, understand why you're doing it, period. 
That's the first question I ask any of my students. Why are you here? Why are you wanting to be an actor? And I listen to what they have to say. And regardless of what they say, then I show them from my perspective how I see the business. Because you can effectively chart a course in this business if you know what you're kind of going after beyond just being in front of the camera or just being on stage. Then you can affect, in my opinion now, you can effectively map out how and why it's so important that you have four monologues that you can do exceptionally well at the drop of a hat at any time for anybody, meaning that no matter what you're going for in an audition, if they ask you to do a monologue, you're, all, you're prepared because you have, you have studied that monologue, you've developed the character within that monologue, and you are totally comfortable and have a high level of confidence that the decision you make in the moment to do that either dramatic monologue or comedic monologue, whether it's classical, Shakespeare, or wherever it's contemporary, because in my class, you have to learn in order for me to feel substantively that you're making some type of progression, you've got to learn four monologues. You've got to walk out after a certain amount of time knowing two classical monologues, one dramatic and one contemporary, and knowing, I mean, um, one dramatic and one comedic, and then knowing two contemporary monologues, one classical and one contemporary. That way you have an arsenal to work with when you walk into anybody's audition. And you just make a decision about what you're going to demonstrate in that moment. What are you going to choose to give them? And in most instances, that's your key to a successful audition, being substantively prepared with a monologue. And then if they see that you can do a monologue well, they might say, hmm, let me give them the sides. And then yeah. there's the other the other element of studying how to capture the sides in a relatively short period of time so that when you deliver the sides, you're not looking down at the paper reading. You're looking up so that they can see you express the dialogue because that's how they make a decision as to whether or not they can see you in their project or not. Yeah. And that's just the Absolutely. first element. Um, I believe it's very important that, you know, because how in – how I teach is a combination of method, is a combination of what I learned from Pilata, what I learned from Stephen Mitchell, what I learned from my years of being on stage and then making the transition to film and television. Um, I've been blessed to start um, acting when I was 50 years old because I had a great deal of life experiences to pull from in creating any character. One thing I learned from Vera Katz from Howard University, and you know how phenomenal a teacher Vera is, and all she did was oh, yeah. coach me. She she actually coached me in my original portrayal of Suede for The Hero's Tale. But what yeah. I learned from her during my coaching sessions for Suede for The Hero Tale has stayed with me and attributed overall to my ability to manifest realism in my performance by becoming that character, not just acting like that character. And it's a distinct difference. There you go. There you go. Mm -hmm. So, so Adib, I'm going to put you on the spot. So I know that, uh, like me, you're a fan of self-improvement materials. So there was a man uh, 
by the name of Napoleon Hill. Now, back in the day... <laughs> My man, Napoleon one, Hill. <laughs> one of the things he talked about was uh, a major definite purpose. Now, you just mentioned that you're, you asked your actors, you know, why are you here? So what what would you say is your major definite purpose in this business? My major definite purpose in this business is to create work for not only myself but for others that we can be proud of, Um, meaning being proud of it as a result of having done the work to the degree to be able to um, make people feel something when they observe us either on stage or in front of the uh, camera or on film. Um, I believe it's our responsibility or my responsibility as an actor a producer, a director, a writer, or whatever um, whatever hat I have on in that moment is to give my very best that I can give to other people to help them along their journey. That's Make well sense? said, man. That's, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> wow, wow. And that brings me to, now I know you wrote a book with uh, Brian Tracy last year. You got any, any more plans to write any more books? Actually, um, I do. There's actually some major things happening in my life right now that I can't get into right now, but over the course of the next year or two, you'll know very well what I'm talking about. And I think I want to write a book that um, goes a little more in-depth behind the concept of creating the current. Now, as you know, in the book Masters of Success, which I co-authored with Brian Tracy and several other entrepreneurs who are considered um, premier America's premier experts in their various fields, um, creating the current, that was a metaphor that I used that spoke to how we can utilize our minds and our creative energy and our imagination to visualize a specific purpose that we want to accomplish, a specific thing that we want to accomplish, and be very purposeful in our approach to it. And the way that I looked at it was like the the life is like an ocean, and if you just in the ocean, you can get caught up in a current and go anywhere. Creating the current yeah. really means when you identify a specific purposeful activity that you want to engage in to get a specific result that if you focus on that, be disciplined about it, be committed to it, and accept the challenges involved, but don't lose sight of what you're trying to accomplish, you always do what you set up your mind to do, whether you realize it or not. It's one thing I always say to my students and to people I talk with, they ask me, is that if you will think about it in retrospect all throughout your life, anytime you ever made up your mind to do something, you did it, whether you realized it or not. That's the good things that came about as a result of a decision that you made that you stuck to and the bad things that you may have decided to engage in and do and kept doing it because of maybe ignorance or not realizing that it's not about responding to things, it's about creating things. Exactly. Yeah. And it's about alleviating something. Right. And it's about, like, for instance, like fear. 
Now, of course, common sense tells you that a certain amount of fear when it comes to the reality, you ain't going to fall off no building by walking off or you're not going to go into the street. <laughs> That's being, um, you know, being conscious of what not to do. But when it comes to you going for your dream or going for to do something that you sorely wish you want to do, fear is in actuality a non-existent thing. Fear is a part of our hallucinatory mind because fear is always about what may happen, not what's going on. It's always about what this might happen. So instead of using your imagination to stifle yourself, use your imagination and your vision to move forward to where it is you choose to go and never stop because in the never stopping, you will accomplish even more than what you originally went out and set to accomplish because the universe will see that, oh, you truly intrinsically are about what it is you're trying to accomplish. And the universe and God will assist you unquestionably. That's been my experience. Man, that that's just, that that's that's it right there. That's it. Absolutely. Okay, man, so we're getting near the end of the show here. So uh, talk a little bit about how fans can find you and uh, how they can see your your show, Heroes Tale. Well, um, the Heroes Tale will be at the um, Atlas Springer Performing Arts Center, or what us D.C. people know as the Atlas Theater on 8th Street, 1333 uh, 8th Street Northeast. The first performance is July the 13th at 1015. And then the 14th at 6.45, the 15th at 1.15 p.m., and then the 18th at 5 o'clock, and July 23rd at 3.30. So you have five opportunities to see the hero's tale. And also, um, I would suggest to participate in the Capital Friends Festival. Get the button, and that way you can go to a lot of other shows, and it's a wonderful experience because there are some amazing talents in D.C., because not only did uh, Cheryl write the hero's tale and Greg directed it, but it's featuring Todd Leatherbury, Steve Langley, uh, Thomas Friedman, Autumn Butler, myself, Ben Church, Danny Rovin, and Gregory is actually in the play as well, and Dina Colvin. So it will be a great experience. Also, let me just mention this. Uh, Black Copper Production is also um, assisting by way of directing one of the plays called A Piece of the Pie. Uh, actually, Joyce Lean is directing one of the performances of A Piece of the Pie that was written by Roxine Reed of Southern Gal Productions. Um, that's going to be really good. And then we're actually engaged in developing a cable TV show for uh, Roots of Mankind. Uh, Mr. Ross Levin and his lovely co-host, Lauren Cash, um, Roots of Mankind is a national housing assistance program, and that's going to be interesting, too. So we got a lot of things coming down the pike, not to mention gangsters with Marquis Dixon and John Pallotta and Charles Johnson. You know Charles and John and Mark, so that's oh, going yeah. to be a nice, nice series. got a lot of good folks in it. So I just want to say that right now, I want to thank all the people who have been supporting all of the independent projects here in the Washington metropolitan area and in the DMV. I want to thank all the people who are watching me on Facebook and seeing some of the things I'm actively engaged in. And I just want to say I am humbly, 
humbly in gratitude for the experiences that I am having now by virtue of my network. And I want to always thank you for allowing me to come on your show and talk about it. Oh, you're welcome, Madiba. You know, we could just talk up for like two hours, man. It's just so many projects <laughs> you're involved in. <laughs> well, you know, as a producer, man, I'm always uh, actively engaged in various projects at different stages of development. You know how that goes. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, man, you got a lot going on. Okay, Deep Man, it's always a pleasure, man. Thanks again for coming on the show, man. We'll definitely have you on uh, again soon. Well, thank you so much, William. I want to say a good shout-out, and may peace and blessings engulf your entire audience, my brother. Absolutely. Okay, man. God bless and break legs, man. Hey, thank you, William. Take care. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. All right, folks out there in Radio Land, remember to do something for your career every day and break a leg. Good night. Looking for a show to see this weekend? Look no further than DC Metro Theater Arts. They've got reviews, Q&As with actors, and much, much more. Visit DCMetroTheaterArts.com. That's DCMetroTheaterArts.com.
Under the dark you pacify me Hold my breath Take me down, I won't fight Beat on my heart, you drum inside me Somewhere my Sound no one can find. I never met anyone like you. I wasn't living before you came. Now I'm seeing myself in you. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 